So being in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, it didn't feel right to just do a podcast about minor league baseball and not mention the league in which my current hometown plays in, the Pioneer League. Now it's different than the other leagues because with the new world order in minor league baseball, this is no longer an affiliated league like it used to be. Prior to 2020, the Pioneer League was a rookie league affiliate for a few teams. I remember actually talking to Jonathan India one time when he was in the Florida State League and just the juxtaposition of going from playing for the Florida Gators and making the College World Series and I think even winning a national title during his time there to getting drafted really high and then going straight to Billings, Montana. Like, you're, you go from Omaha to Montana like that and that's how your pro career starts. And it's a little bit different now because this is now an independent partner league, which means it, there's no affiliates. In fact, the, the Rocky Mountain Vibes are the only affiliate in this league, and they're affiliated with the Mexican League team, which is actually the first the deal that's the first of its kind. So when the Pioneer League actually had their first draft, I think 16 players got selected and the Vibes had to pass on all of them because these guys are not affiliated. They're with the Mexican League team. So that's that's who they deal with. So everyone else was responsible for drafting, uh, get, finding players. The, the idea that the Vibes were having like a high school pitcher, high school age pitcher take on a guy who just finished like four years at college. <laughs> much less Virginia, which I thought was like was flabbergasting at the beginning, but the Pioneer League has been a league right now where it's a hitter's league. Like even the worst teams in the, in the league have a lineup filled with guys hitting 300. So I've talked to two players so far. One of them is Griffin Barnes, catcher of the Rocky Mountain Vibes, and the younger brother of Austin Barnes, who's currently with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I got to learn from him firsthand what's it like to A, not only play in the Pioneer League, both before the realignment and after the realignment, how long the bus rides are, what's it like being on the road in the Pioneer League, trying to catch pitchers who are not even college age, and also since He's someone who grew up in Arizona and went to Grand Canyon University, having to now be the one who who need who probably needs a translator because there it's a whole Hispanic team with a few Americans and he's like the one lone guy. So trying to communicate with the pitchers, all that stuff to me I found fascinating in my conversation with him. And I think by the time this is done, we're gonna enjoy it as well. So, I found this pretty interesting, um, given that you are in the Pioneer League now, but you played in the Pioneer League back when it was like an affiliate league. So, what's the, from your perspective, what's been the biggest difference between that league when you were in Orem and what it is now? Right now, the pitching is good. 
arms, but there's not very many feet. Teams aren't as deep as they were in Oregon. Like every every arm you got there was every starter was low nineties. Every bullpen you have was in nineties, and uh, a lot of them were young guys who just came off the island from Dominican. And they threw the ball all over the place, and it was hard to hit. Guys that weren't hitting spots. Now this league is more like strike throwers. I did find interest because your uh, your team when I saw like the roster first come out because unlike um, every other team in the Pioneer League now, you guys are a direct link to the developmental squad with your Mexican League team. So when I saw the roster come out originally, it was like every single pitcher was either 18 years old or 17 years old. Yeah. So now you you have so you're like 26 or 25 or somewhere in that range you're catching practically high schoolers pitching against guys who just got out of college or had a couple years in the in pro ball so like as a catcher how challenging was that to maneuver like yeah you gotta take on this adult good luck kid <laughs> yeah it was hard I mean it wasn't easy honestly it's uh for them it's just like getting them to trust in themselves and understand like yeah my people like so people get people out and not being afraid to get hit a lot of the kids were younger guys when they're here they got hit a couple times and they got scared can't pitch scared i mean hitting the baseball is the hardest thing in the world and you you don't have to have velocity to get people out like greg maddox for instance all famous didn't have velocity in his career and was a side young guy like there's different ways to get people out mixing speeds mixing pitches thing that stuck out to me seeing like a few vibes games is like uh, on the scoreboard both the home team lineup and the away team lineup like 300 300 300 300 like 
I don't think any of these guys have got to figure out about Spire Attack yet. I think this is a very sticky stuff free league. <laughs> Just look at the batting averages. Yeah. Giving like. Is the league uh, a big reason why like you you have the success that you're having now? Because like I don't, know. I'm sure uh, you were good at college and then you were I, decent at Orem, but this is like probably the yeah, best I mean, you played. I, I changed a lot of swings. I worked hard changing it. I understood the swing. I grew as a hitter. I never have a plan now. I used to be like kind of a free swinger, like defensive minded catcher. Now my game's more around well rounded. Uh, I worked hard. If you uh, if you ask for trending in Major League Baseball yet, because when you get drafted, you went straight to minor leagues. But if you have, how much is there a big difference between Mexican spring training and our spring training here? Miss the days in Arizona when Tucson had a few spring training teams. <laughs> yeah, Tucson's out there too. That's, that's all far from everyone. Yeah, that was. Uh, I went to college in uh, in University of Arizona, so my first two years there were like the last two years of spring training with the Rockies and Diamondbacks. Yeah. We used to actually have a a two a block from where I used to live was a Cuban restaurant where like all the t- Latino players would go to and like get their pictures taken. And like literally like two weeks after the last spring training game in twenty ten, that place burned to the ground. Alright. The only thing that survived was a photo of uh, Jose Canseco that read Jose Judas Canseco. Yeah, they waited till I graduated to get to to revamp themselves. I remember um, watching Patriot Act on the uh, on Netflix, and they're talking about like, college apartments being like too gaudy now, and they're like, oh, in the this apartment here, University of Arizona, I was like, wait, what? I never seen this before. Which I lead to get good. <laughs> but uh, is is the lifestyle of a minor league player in the Pioneer League different now that it's a uh, that's independent? Uh, 
what is the uh, what is the craziest place that you've had to sleep in as a minor leaguer? Uh, I'm glad that they changed hotels in Idaho Falls. When I was there in 2018, we had bed bugs everywhere. It was awful. Idaho Falls, I don't, I don't remember the hotel's name, but it was terrible. Now we changed it. It's a lot better, but 2018 was disgusting. I didn't sleep under the covers. I slept on top of just a hoodie and a jacket and sweatpants and socks. And it was terrible. Does it make you feel better that you're not the first person I've had on this pod to mention bed bugs at a hotel? What was that? I said, does it make you feel good, better that you're not the first person I've had on this pod to mention bed bugs at a hotel? Oh, yeah. Dude, it's a real thing. Crazy. I didn't think it was a real thing. I never stayed at hotels like that. They didn't, they didn't wash that place at all. It was disgusting. Yeah, I remember my, uh, my parents always tell me every time you go to a hotel, yeah, uh, top blanket, throw it out. Yeah, exactly. That's and now I know why. And this is like in like uh, you're like in Mon- three games, you're, uh, three cities are in Montana, and then you're in like the middle of Idaho. It's like Pioneer League is where I used to make that joke all the time um, about like a college player, like they're at the top of the of their level. They're probably drafted after making the College World Series, and then the very next week they're in Montana. <laughs> I didn't even know Great Falls was even in my town. I was like, which, which falls is great? Cracking uh, Canada right now, honestly. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's way up there. It's far, man. That bus ride was long. What is the longest uh, bus ride you had to take to go somewhere? Uh, I think this is it. I think it was 14 hours. 14? Oh, jeez. Did it throw off all throughout the night ride? This this has to be the toughest, uh, probably even more challenging bus rides because it's like, as soon as you get away from Denver, you're in like the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Put Netflix on, put some cars in the back, try to kill time anywhere you can. The bus rides are the worst, but it's part of it. Yeah, we've got a a good bus ride story, like something that... Like how you, how you've seen people try to like manage a long bus ride, or what's the craziest way they try to fall asleep? Uh, I take I take melatonin throughout the night if we have a long one. But uh, back in college, we used to uh, bus karaoke every year, and all the freshmen had to go to the front and sing a song in front of everyone on the microphone. That was always fun. I've never seen some like uh I was about to say I saw like one video on a uh, minor league grinders Instagram account of like a player sleeping in like the overhead storage bin.
could you fit that? What was that? Where could you possibly fit a hammock? The school bus. Oh, that. Yeah, it is. That's the worst bus I've ever been on. The one to Great Falls? It's, we use the same bus every every trip, and it's not yet. Small, like really tight seats. I don't know. It's alright. It is what it is. Yeah, geez. I'm, I'm sure, like, uh, when, when you got, got drafted or signed originally, your brother was like, Yeah, you haven't lived a minor league life until you've been on a bus for 14 hours. Surprised your brother didn't because he was a uh, he went from Arizona State to the Marlins and like those that minor league tree is a bit of a grind as well. Yeah, everyone. I mean, everyone does it. I mean, everyone goes through the same thing. If you want to make it a big league, one of the steps you have to take is wearing the bus rides in the minors. And luckily, like college kind of gets you ready for that. In my opinion, I mean, we made some longer bus trips in college. And you get used to it. Summer ball, play summer ball, travel. I got lucky when he got traded to the Dodgers because they got double A AA and triple A in the same state. The two biggest yeah. cities in Oklahoma, that's where the, the minor league affiliates are over there. Yeah. yeah that's nice. Uh, triple A fly a lot too, which is nice. I remember getting one funny story in, in the Texas League from Luke Voigt about a time when his bus, he was at the Cardinals at the time, so he was trying to get back to Springfield and the bus broke down in Arkansas. So they got picked up by a church, and while waiting, the trainer went and got like literally a hundred Taco Bell tacos. Taco Bell is to be the sponsor. Taco Bell and Chipotle. Chipotle? Of all my own. Uh, Chipotle, everyone loves Chipotle. Right. They should be the sponsor of my own baseball. How much, uh, how much could you possibly eat in one sitting at a Chipotle? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I I don't eat that much, honestly. Uh, I just get a bowl with a tortilla on the side, and make my own burrito. That's it. I remember uh, Danny Jansen in the in the Toronto Blue Jays once told me that he always goes and gets two bowls in one sitting, and I thought that was insane because I tried because this was I think back I think they scaled down Chipotle now, but like. I remember in college, like if you had one burrito that was like you were, they were done for like half the day, and if you tried to eat two, you were it was like damn your suicide.
I've gotten like the skill backing. I've I discovered that they have like a, a six dollar burrito where it's just chicken, rice, and beans. So I just started to get that now. Alright. Yeah, I just trying to that and just and douse it with with Tabasco. I wonder because I've been to Wyoming uh, a few like years ago, and I noticed how like those like those small towns in that region, you get like their own unique type of like. Every, there's, no, there's not like a lot of change, so you get like different stuff. So, given that you travel to like say Billings, Montana, and Great Falls, and middle of Utah and Idaho, like, is there a, a place that you look forward to going to? Was like, yeah, we're going here, and I know this great breakfast spot. Gourmet food at Applebee's? Yeah, every time you go in there, it's half off apps, and you go in there and get some, some boneless wings and have a nice little Bud Light or something, watch the game, watch the highlights of the game, go back to the hotel. It's weird though, like, there's a little, there's a couple of little mom and pop shops that I like in like Billings. They have some good restaurants next to the hotel, it's like smaller, like the names of them. Uh, but no, typically, honestly, it's just Applebee's. Applebee's is everywhere. That's fine. I can't remember the last time I went to an Applebee's. Yeah, I mean, it's not very good. I don't blame <laughs> it. It's not. That's just, like, the only thing that's ever open. Like, we're here in Great Falls. There's literally nothing open after the game that we can go to. There's no restaurant, like, sit-down restaurant open. The B-Dubs closed at 9 o'clock here. Oh, my God. And that's the only thing that's walking distance. And the rest is all drive through We don't have a car, so... You, you just walk around the drive through like, order your food, yeah, and get to the... places would let you do it, but most people don't. I can't imagine. At least, like, I speak English. I mean, a lot of these guys, I have to, we have to order, I have to order food from after the game and sit in the lobby for 30 minutes while they get their food. It's rough. Sheesh. I can't imagine like everything closing at like 9. I be, yeah. Even when I was in Wyoming, there's places, I mean, the bar is always closed at 2. There, the di- there was a diner that was literally always open. I think the Walmart was always open. I can't imagine like Montana being the place that you want to start your Uber career. What was that? I can't imagine Montana being the place where you start your Uber career. No, I know. <laughs> you might get like an actual horseback. Uber 
witness protection. I mean, I can imagine Breaking Bad occurring in, in that region. Did it have to just be New Mexico? What was that? I, said, I, I can imagine Breaking Bad occurring in, like, in that region. Yeah, if it wasn't going to be New Mexico. That's kind of funny. Uh, trying to, oh, you have a good story about like, what maybe playing for the vibes has been like because I imagine while we're doing like the Pioneer League and we're talking about like Idaho Falls and Ogden and Montana Colorado Springs seems to be like the the biggest city of them all mm -hmm. so has it been different um, playing like playing here as opposed to like being in those other places Yeah, I think that's why they, they made the field that big. It's like it's kind of like course fields. Like, all right, the ball's gonna fly way up north. Just uh, make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's not like they have a humidor. I doubt that there's a humidor here. I still don't. It's only here at Coors Field. Where they keep the balls in there. Maybe they should stop. Yeah, maybe they should take it out and let the ball fly. So people want to see it, homers. Yeah, I mean, it's not like. And also, it's not like uh, the ballpark is anywhere. It's near any property. It's not like you got to hit a window or something. Colorado Springs and how they run everything just kind of really changed my mind about it all. 
imagine the their first first taste of America, and it's like five thousand feet above the elevation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the elevation gets you sometimes. Yeah, altitude is a fun way of uh, introducing yourself. I remember um, I first I moved here from Missouri, and I was there for like seven months. But I had a doctor's appointment like the month before I moved here, and everything was fine. And then two days into moving to Colorado, I do like that blood pressure thing at Walmart, and I've never seen crisis being used in a blood pressure machine before. I was like, I went from being like healthy, below elevation, to being one Domino's pasta bread bowl away from death. <laughs> you know, Elevation, that's crazy. Like, uh, like they don't, I know Mexico City has elevation, but I don't know if, like, where, if I'm, I'm guessing, like, where you were supposed to play in Mexico is probably just like the rest of the states outside, outside of Colorado. Uh, yeah. I mean, the elevation's nowhere near Colorado Springs. There's some cities in Mexico that have, uh, like Mexico City, like you said, I think it's higher than them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never played an elevation this high, so it's a little adjustment, but. Well, how was, uh. It takes a couple of days after the road trip. How was, uh, your like first game plan? So the ball flies and goes. Oh, that's. <laughs> and man, it's a great workout trying to find the ball as you hit it. In golf? Yeah. go farther I imagine because it goes much far you're like happy Gilmore in elevation no I just gotta up down yeah it's different the distances are messed up the first time I played it was a little adjustment so it's fun this might sound crazy I haven't I'm probably one of those like few people who have never gotten into golf really nah I played I played mini golf one time and I hit a hole in one except I hit except I hit a hole in one on the seven hole while I was trying to get in the one hole. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like I try to like put like a little strength into it and next thing I know I bounce it off a wall and it goes into a different hole. I think that counts though though. I think I should be able to skip all the all six holes doing that. It was in uh, it was in Oklahoma City. It's like a brick that had like a little mini golf thing in brick yards. Like I just bounced it off like a little wall there. I was like, all right, I'll play that. I never had a I never had a I could never swing a golf club, let alone putt. But um, the experience is pretty good enough. I really uh really appreciate you coming on and, and talking. Um, usually I do like affiliate uh, affiliate leagues, but I f- figured since I live in live here in Colorado that's probably good to mention uh, Pioneer League one time I'll try to catch a couple more games this month before uh, season's over okay sounds good